for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! Two and one, welcome in to the Blitz Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Kane Schwartz. And yes, it's here, it's time, the power rankings for week 10, the probably one of the more significant power rankings episodes that we'll do because we are, it's Wednesday as of this recording, and we're exactly at the halfway point of the season. So it's literally Wednesday of the halfway point of the season. So we couldn't get more halfway of the season here, and we're doing our most popular segment to date, the power rankings. How we, how we feeling, man? Yeah, we are uh, we are very halfway. We put out our midseason, our halfway point uh, awards for this season. So go check that out on Instagram. Probably, maybe going to be putting out an all pro team. We'll see how the rest of my week goes. Um, but obviously, we've got. You all made me there, look so, at fucking PFF um, stats and shit for like an hour to put my fucking all pro team together. God damn it! That that was your choice, but yeah, that should probably be out. Uh, sometime this week, hopefully. Um, but right now we're gonna get into some midway point Hell power rankings. Yeah, brother man. Let me get rid of got an advertisement here. Don't like that. Uh, but yeah, let's dive into some power rankings. Uh, did studs and duds key takeaways yesterday? Second episode of the week. We'll have a third one out previewing. But let's uh recap what we had from last week's power rankings for our audio listeners. Uh, and if you want to follow along, take a look at our Instagram post from last week. But really quickly, the teams we had in Tier 1 in order last week were Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings, 49ers, Cowboys, Ravens, and Dolphins. And then in Tier 2, we had the Seahawks, Bengals, Titans, Giants, Chargers, Falcons, Browns, and Jets. Uh, tier 3, we had Cardinals, Saints, Commanders, Patriots, Rams, Packers, Bucks, Broncos, and then to round it out at tier four, we had the Bears, Colts, Raiders, Jags, Steelers, Panthers, Lions, Texans. So, without further ado, let's dive into it. And I think the most obvious thing that we can do here is something that a lot of people have been calling for for several weeks now. And it's to move the Philadelphia Eagles to number one. I hope I don't face any uh, arguments from that. I agree. I agree. I'm right there with you. Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, hot start to maybe we can have something similar last week where we kind of just we're on the same vibe for tier one and tier four at least. So let's move the Philadelphia Eagles to one. Not really a debate there. The Bills lost this week to the Jets. So that finally moves them down. And KC... I mean, they honestly didn't look that great against Tennessee uh, on Sunday night. I suppose, but they did they did win, ultimately. Um, and Buffalo are, is coming off a loss against a team that we thought was doomed for the rest of the season with how poorly Zach Wilson played against New England. Zach Wilson did look a lot better. Uh, this week against the Bills, we'll talk about the Jets in a little bit, but 
the Josh Allen injury is still looming. I know it's come out that he's day to day, but it's still his throwing elbow. Like that matters, especially for a guy with as much arm talent that he has. Like that's part of what makes him good is his arm. He's a quarterback. Um, so if that's if he's going to be hindered by that, that could be something problematic moving forward. Especially you know if it's Case Keenum next week or for you know multiple weeks. I know day to day, but that's a serious injury. That's the Tommy John thing. Like it's it's kind of scary. So that's just for the meantime. Probably going to put the Bills at three. It's still like I know that we do tiers of eight teams, one, two, three, four. But the Eagles, Chiefs, and Bills are still in a tier of their own. It's them three, everybody else, but slide them to three just for this week, maybe until we have some more clarity on Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm with that. I mean, the Josh Allen news was shocking, to say the least. Um, I mean, it's just kind of the doomsday mentality that everybody's taking right now when you hear Tommy John, and he might have surgery, might be out for this year and next season. That's stuff that people have been saying, but there was some clarity today. It seems like more of an issue that he can play through, Um, but, I mean, he's not going to be Josh Allen, the bazooka-armed uh, mega quarterback that's throwing it easily 60 yards downfield every time uh, to guys like Gabe Davis and Spot Diggs. And if they do need to turn to more run-centric offense with Josh Allen banged up, they won't be able to because they don't really have a running back. Yeah. No. I mean, that you acquire Naheem Hines, he's not really somebody that you want to hand the ball off to. More than really 15 times a game. This team is built to deal with Case Keenum. Like you can, there have been times in Case Keenum's career where he's been able to not carry a team, but just be a part of a team that's winning football game. That like Jupiter set backup, you know, area where you feel good enough about him if your star quarterback is going down. The defense is still there. The playmakers are still there. It's just a matter of keeping it afloat. And again, we don't even know if Josh Allen's going to miss time, but it's it's just something to be a little concerned about now. That's why we're moving down sure. one spot. Can't make any arguments against you there. So Eagles, Chiefs, Bills locked in in the top three spots. Here's when it gets interesting. So we had the Vikings at four last week, uh, but they head over to Washington. Don't look all that great. They do come out with the dub, but if it weren't for, I mean, we were talking about it before the podcast. Obviously, there was some fluky stuff that happened to put Washington in the lead in the first place, uh, a.k.a. Curtis Samuel uh, catching the ball in triple coverage as a ref gets uh, ran over in the process. So, But, I mean, we were leading the game by a touchdown in the fourth quarter, not that much time left to go, and some mental errors end up giving it to the Vikings. But a couple of things maybe go a little differently, and the commanders walk out with a dub. So, personally, I have the 49ers hopping the Vikings at four. See, it's tough for me because they are eight and one. And look, I've said it since we've had them at this four spot. I don't feel good about it. But San Francisco didn't play this week. If San Francisco played this week and won by a score, maybe two scores, I'm easily doing this. Same thing with Dallas. Potentially even the same thing with Baltimore. But... San Francisco and Dallas both off this week. So it's kind of hard for me to say, yeah, they should jump the Vikings for sure. Even after the Vikings, you know, it was a close game, but they still come out on top. They're still able to handle business against a commander's team that, you know, let's face they've won three or four straight now. So yeah, they're the commanders and you don't feel great about them going. They're never going to be favored Left against the Vikings or a team like that. Are we the commanders never got that in the podcast before. Just want to do it real quick. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. about to say. 
that's uh yeah that's something big news potentially coming with washington tomorrow is what i hear that uh the district attorney something or other has been going through tens of thousands of documents well okay so i thought it was going to be originally when i saw it i thought it was going to be change of ownership announcement but this is yeah because when you see this is criminal action against daniel snyder announcement possibly which as a result could mean change of ownership action so very good you know i'm I'm concerned that somehow they might suspend activity like of the team or something like it seems like it's more applied to the entire which we've never seen anything like that in the NFL ever but I mean have we seen as a notorious reign of ownership than Dan Snyder no yeah and that's what like that's what kind of speaks to like the value of an NFL franchise is the fact that I think Dan Snyder bought it for like just under a billion dollars in 1999, something like that. And he has made almost every possible wrong move that you could make as an owner and been like the biggest PR disaster as an owner that you can be. The team has been terrible for the better part of the last two decades. And they're looking at it potentially selling for up to 14 or sorry, seven times what he bought it from. That's crazy. Just tells you crazy. where sports in the NFL is right now. It's 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 free money. It's free money. If you have five to six billion dollars, it's free money to buy an NFL franchise. I mean, it's just the NFL's king, man. Cash king. It's just gonna keep going, getting better. These team prices are just gonna keep going up. And commanders, like they just happen to be the next team for sale after the Broncos. Take out the name of the team. Take out the location. No matter what team it was. It was going to go for the price tag that the commanders are going for. Not to mention we're in the nation's capital, which, I mean, if you. Yeah, like there's tons of potential with this team. Obviously, you just rebranded the entire thing. You're now the commanders. You know, there's a lot that can be done here. Like you've even got relatively marketable players on this team in the nation's capital. You've got dedicated fans from like those 80s teams that would love to see them be good again. Under the right ownership, we could, you know. Things could definitely change here, and this is a lot of Washington Commanders talk when we're still in the Tier 1 portion of I this mean, podcast. It, it was news that came out today. It's, so it's definitely relevant, you know, to talk about, but, I mean, it's only fair that I get to talk a little bit about getting rid of our fucking awful, god-terrible owner. Like, I need to talk about it every once in a while. Just give me hope. Uh, but let's dive into back into these power rankings, and... You mentioned how you won't move the 49ers in front of the Vikings because they're by. I can get that, and the Vikings are 8-1. They did come out with a win on Sunday. So I'm cool with leaving the Vikings at 4, the 49ers following them. But when it comes to the Cowboys, I might have to give the same reason that you had against the 49ers for the reason as to why I'm moving the Ravens ahead of the Cowboys. Because this yeah. is, they were... The Ravens were literally only favored by a point, a point and a half coming down to game time uh, going into New Orleans. And, I mean, it seems like almost it was an upset pick at one point to pick the Ravens. But they go in, they handle business, no questions about it. Like, there was no doubt that they were going to win that game. So they handle business on the road against uh, in a matchup where the point, the spread was kind of fucked up. So I'm with the Ravens following the 49ers and then the Cowboys behind that. Yeah, I, I had the Cowboys still there, um, but 
I could definitely see your argument for moving Baltimore in front of Dallas. I like Dallas a lot as a team. So like next week, if they come out and win, I'm probably going to be vying for them to be moved back up. But for right now, man, Baltimore looks legit. I have serious concerns though about the receiving core and who they're throwing to. I know Mark Andrews was out this week there and the Ravens, they have their bye next week. So we could very well see Dallas jump them once again because Baltimore's off and they, they can't really do anything about it. Um, they need time to get healthy with their playmakers. Obviously Bateman's done for the year. I looked at the box score. Like I don't, I don't know how much time was left in the game, but there was literally one reception by like 10 different players on Baltimore, but it was only one. Like, it's just, I mean, they're they're getting it done. They're clearly getting it done with what they have. But when you need guys to get you a bucket and, you know, Mark Andrews is kind of being tied up in the middle of the field, they have no one. Like, obviously, Lamar can get you a bucket. But as a pass catcher, if Mark Andrews is tied up, you have nothing else. Devin DuVernay is not a viable option as a number one outside guy. And when you're going to be you know, in these games where you're playing against the Chiefs and the Bills and you've got to put up a shit ton of points, I think Baltimore might kind of struggle. Their defense looks great. Justin Houston is having a fantastic season. Um, I thought it was awesome when, but uh, I, I think it was Patrick Queen, when <laughs> Justin Houston got the interception. He was like, you could hear it clearly on the TV, Mike. He was like, you a bad motherfucker! And then he goes and he hands the ball to his son in the stands. I was like, that's like so awesome, dude. Like... <laughs> He's a grown ass man, dad in yeah. the league, and he's like, "You're a badass motherfucker catching interceptions and shit." That's awesome, dude. Anyway, but <laughs> but yeah, Baltimore they look good right now. They're I think they've solidified themselves, especially. I know he had a great week this week, but it was against Carolina and Jamar Chase. Still probably going to be out for the next month or so. Um, I think Baltimore's solidified themselves as that third best AFC team. Miami's right behind them, but Baltimore. It's doing a lot of good things right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, so this tier one's really starting to look like it's getting put together. The last thing that I have that differs from you is I made the move and I put the Seahawks in tier one uh, to round out that tier one. The Dolphins, uh, they played, they were at home this week and they played a really close game against the Chicago Bears. And this is coming off a week in which, like, here, let me... I mean, the Dolphins have been playing a lot of close games in which they really shouldn't be too close in these games. Uh, let's take a look. So they won against the Bears, 35-32. to They won against the Lions, 31-27. to They won against your Pittsburgh Steelers, 10-16. to Lost to the Vikings. Lost to the Jets. That was without Tua. Um, but... When they since they've gotten Tua back, I mean they beat the Steelers by six, the Dol the Lions by four, and the Bears by three, like not really too impressive. Whereas on the other hand, the Seahawks have won four in a row. Two of those wins comes against in division against the Cardinals. Not that they've looked fantastic this year, but they beat the Giants. Uh, one point we had them in our tier one. They beaten the Chargers uh, handedly, um, and then you go back to earlier in the year before they really hit their stride, but. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on putting the Seahawks above the Dolphins. See, I would, and look, I remember saying last week, I was like, God, I hope one of these like Baltimore. I was really hoping Dallas or Baltimore would lose; they'd fall out. Seattle would jump in, but Miami still took care of business. Was still able to win. Um, their offense is like 
historically good. Like watching them, it's insane. Like seeing how open their players are. I remember talking about a few weeks ago when they were playing Pittsburgh and obviously, you know, it's Pittsburgh secondary is not the greatest, but they're just, they're just throwing, they're just throwing it around out there. Like literally they're just playing catch because there's no one there. It's like some, I can't remember who said it, but like, it's like Tua, like you worry about what is the adjustment between Tua going from his receivers being Alabama open to then the NFL open. They're Alabama open again. And he's he's just throwing it around out there. Defense is getting a little banged up, and that's why you're seeing you know teams like Chicago and Detroit come in and keep these defenses a little banged up. But man, that offense can hang with Kansas City, Buffalo, Minnesota, San Francisco. Any offense that you want to put out there, they can hang with those teams. I guess I'm okay with it. If you really wanted to move Seattle up there, um, I just. My after a win against uh, Arizona in Arizona, like they're not gonna bump up a spot. Like after winning this week, they were one slot away from tier one, and the Dolphins barely beat the Bears after barely beating the Lions, and they don't get bumped out of that tier one. I mean, I'm I've been a huge Dolphins advocate, obviously. Like I fucking love Tua. Like I think that offense is elite, and it really speaks to how effective that offense is and how Mike how much of a wizard. Mike McDaniel is because he just took his old I think it's hilarious I was talking about it with Tyler like outside of Elijah Mitchell he was just like yeah give me all the running backs that worked really good for me when I was calling plays in San Fran and bring them over to my team in Miami because now you got Jeff Wilson there and you literally just plugged in Jeff Wilson after trading for him in the middle of the week and he has a fucking great game like this team is bonkers yeah I remember talking about it I remember talking about it in the offseason how it felt like Mike McDaniel had kind of built or like fallen into a team that was very similar to San Francisco. You have the game, the game manager quarterback. I know two has looked a lot better since this past offseason. Like his perception has obviously changed limited physically like Jimmy G you've got the serviceable running back. Who's literally the guy that you had there in Raheem most. You have a tight end, Mike Jacecki, you know, obviously not on the same level as George Kittle, but very good. You have a really, really good left tackle, Teron Armstead, Trent Williams. You got this like, X playmaker in Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, and then Jalen Waddle is your speedster. Brandon Ayuk. I know in Miami it seems like it's pretty much elevated uh, all across the board, but it's it's very similar to what he had in San Francisco for all those years that he was calling plays. It's it's pretty strange, like the parallels between the two. Yeah, for sure. As we talk about it, fuck it. Let's leave the Dolphins in tier one. I'm cool with that. I'm a huge Dolphins fan. How it is? Um, I think. I mean, they're coming away with dubs, man. And also, like, I mean, the Lions is hard to explain, but the Lions did just beat the Packers, and the Bears were playing really good football, you know? So those are two games they did win, they did lose, they played close games against teams that are playing good football right now, though. So I'm cool with that. All right. Well, that does it for uh, Tier 1, Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, 49ers, Ravens, Cowboys, Dolphins. So let's dive into Tier 2. Seahawks will lead off tier two. And then following them, I have the J E T S. Jets, 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 dude. They just beat the fucking Bills. Like, I know that Josh Allen was banged up going in the second half. They did not score a touchdown in the second half, the Bills did. But this Jets defense looks so nasty, man. And this running game, like, oh my God. They. We were concerned that without Brees Hall, this team wouldn't really be able to run the ball as effectively, but MCJ looks like he's 
fitting into that role just like a glove maybe not as effective but you can certainly run it very well with an mcj not to mention james robinson so i think we thought it was over for the jets i don't think it's over and their defense just gets better and better and better every single week so after beating the fucking bills i think we gotta put the jets next so on the contrary i know it's the Bills and the Panthers are on two very, very different spectrums of football right now. But the Bengals did beat the dog shit out of the Panthers. So I don't really see a reason why they would move out of this 10 spot because they showed no signs of weakness whatsoever. Again, I know it's a Carolina team, but this is a Carolina team that we had creeping up a little bit. You know, they beat Tampa Bay. We're right in it with Atlanta. And then they come in, they get their shit kicked in by Cincinnati. TJ Walker ends up going to the bench at halftime. But Cincinnati, I don't see any reason why they need to be moving down here. Uh, I have the Jets at 12, so I have Cincinnati at 10. Then I have the Chargers at 11. I don't feel as good about that. Honestly, I'd be perfectly fine to move the Jets right behind Cincinnati. Um, I def- we I think we all jumped the gun on saying the Jets were dead. Uh, they did limit Zach Wilson's like turnover ability, like having him drop back as much. I think they had something like six screen plays and then like six RPOs of his 27 total attempts. So they're really covering their asses as far as like giving him an opportunity to screw it up. You just don't give him that drop back time so he can create and make plays. Um, But Buffalo did kind of beat themselves in that game. Josh Allen said it himself. It's kind of hard to win in this league when your quarterback plays like shit. And for the first time in what feels like probably a season or two, Josh Allen has played like that for, I'd say six quarters to two games now. I mean, the second half at Green Bay, I think he threw two picks. He had, I think, four turnover-worthy plays in the second half against Green Bay. Just, like, things that have been uncharacteristic of the Josh Allen that we now know and were very characteristic of the Josh Allen that came into the league as a rookie and in his four, he really emerged and we knew that he was going to be that guy. I I don't think think he's, he's, like, regressing back into that. But it is concerning to see that again because we really haven't seen it over, like, you know, multiple times in a long time. Yeah, it brings me a lot of uh, comfort to see that he's frustrated with it too. Like, hey, you know, it's hard to win football games when your quarterback's playing like shit. So he recognizes that fact. He expects greatness from himself. So I really, outside of the injury, I don't have any concerns as far as Josh Allen's play, NFL spectacularness. Yeah, no. Um, but... But as far as in this game, obviously, you know, I think that they, I think that he's the reason that they lost, you know, whether right or wrong. And it feels because they've been, he's been the reason why they've been winning all these games this year. But I think this was more of a Bills loss than a Jets win. So I'm not ready to put them above Cincinnati, but I mean, we had them at 16, moving them up to 11 here. That's not, you know, terrible by any means. Honestly, I'm with every single argument that you made. Um, I have. Can't argue against it, man. I mean, the Bengals did show out. They they showed that their offense can put up points without Jamar Chase. Um, it might be by giving Joe Mixon five touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, they can they can um still win games without Jamar Chase. So yeah, I'm with it. Showed that the offense is still electric. Then the Jets following the Bengals, and then I do I know you have the Chargers following them up. I've got the Titans, man. I mean. We had the Titans in this spot. They go to fucking Arrowhead and take the Chiefs to overtime. That's pretty cool, man. 
and limit the yeah. points that they're scoring. Like I think that's I think that's a hell of a feat. That's almost as good as a win. Listen, this Titans defense, despite the personnel that's on their roster, it's really fucking good. And I was we I said in the group chat, the entire game, every fucking time that the camera panned to Mike Rabel, he just had like this face on where he was like confused but irritated but like super focused. And it was he either had his arms crossed or his hands on his knees every fucking time. Like it was like I don't even it was but every time the camera panned to him, he looked the exact same way. And it was He's so funny to see. Ask, man. And it was I, I know. It's so funny to see. But the problem I have with Tennessee is Malik Willis, five for sixteen, eighty yards. He's not ready. And to be because Tannehill could be coming back soon, but the fact of the matter is, soon a Titans wide receiver didn't catch a pass in this game. Okay, okay. Traylon Burks, he's coming off IR with his turf though. That just got announced. Uh, Ryan Tannehill traveled with the team. That was the most game time decision of all time. He was running around the field before the game and then said, "Fuck it, I can't play." So he's definitely going to play. Well, this he wasn't running around the field. He came out and threw after Malik Willis and Logan Woodside had already came out. And he left before they finished up. So I do think it was like, not for show per se, but just to, you know, kind of say, I ran out there. I tried. I can't go. If he comes back, obviously that doesn't improve the outlook of this team. But Chargers did pull it together. This was going to be a game that was going to be super weird between the Chargers charging and the Falcons falconing. And lo and behold, Austin Eckler fumbles with like a minute and a half to go. And then the Falcons player returns it and just drops it and the Chargers pick it up, and then they end up winning the game. Um, but they Yeah, that makes me want to move them up so bad. <laughs> like, dude, come they on. I can't do it. Tier two. I Staley, can't. Staley said Herbert's healthy, which I don't know if I entirely believe, but look, they've been held back by play calling and shit this year that seemed to be fixed a little bit. Keenan Allen's supposed to be back next week, which I've heard and said <laughs> probably. Every week so far, you know what? You win, Tennessee. Yeah, you win. I talk myself out of it, dude. I like. <laughs> I wanted to talk myself into it too, because I mean, this Chargers team on paper was what our second best and just team. What I saw, yeah, they were number two, and I do think that that was a little bit of like Mitchell lobbying us all off season on it, and. It does feel like every year the Chargers like, oh, they make this good addition. They make this good addition. They make no. this good addition. We can't, we can't excuse them another year. We can't just be like, no, oh, no, it's saying, just Mitch I'm like saying, lobbying us. Like no, they no, were no, a top no, no. five I'm team, saying, guaranteed. Next year, I'm not falling for it. Mm-mm. I'm not falling for this Chargers business again. Mm-mm. And yeah, did we think J.C. Jackson will be better than like a 30 PFF grade and then tearing something and being gone? Probably not. I, I did expect a little bit more out of him than that. I did think his, like, New England success was kind of fluky because, like, I never remember him being that good at Maryland. And then he was, like, I think he was, he was either undrafted or a very late-round pick no, to New England. He was a second-round pick, but. He was? Mm-hmm. Dude, I could have swore he was. Okay. Yeah, I'll anyway. fact-check that real quick, but continue. Please, because for whatever reason, I felt like he was, like, shit. I don't know why. But, yeah. And also, I fall forward again. Rashawn Slater, no more Rashawn Slater for the rest yeah. of the year. And but that that's got to be taken into account here. Like they're not going to have him. They're not going to have J.C. Jackson, whether that's a you know bad thing or not. Um, they're not going to have those guys for the rest of the year. Mike Williams still four weeks out ish on the high ankle sprain. Keenan Allen has supposed to have been back for the last 
two months and he's still not back. He's also, you know, on the wrong side of 30 now. It's not crazy to say that this might be a future problem with him. It is a soft tissue injury. So who knows? Um, but this is probably about as far as I'm willing to move them down. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll put them. I'll put them behind the Titans. I'm with that. I had that in the first place. Um, hold on. Fucking hell, bro. Come on. I just want to find where he was drafted. Okay. Da 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 da. Wow. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Undrafted. I told you. What was the corner that got drafted from us? That was a second round pick. Like, I feel like it was in this year's draft. I don't know, but. I guess I got confused with J.C. Jackson. I just searched up Maryland CBS, like CBs, and I got WJ's. Ah, Cornerbacks. Cheeky Maryland shit. Dominique Foxworth, definitely not him. No. Um, Keep talking. Talk somewhere else. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll come up with it. Yeah, we'll loop back to it. Terps in the NFL. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, So... To start out with tier two, we got Seahawks, Bengals, Jets, Titans, Chargers. What are we thinking comes up next? Personally, I've got the Giants. I mean, it seems like they should. Yeah, I kept the Giants there. Um, Are you thinking of Nick Cross? Was that who you're thinking about this year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Safety. Went to Indy. Um, Yeah. I was, I was, you really can, when you said JC Jackson was a second round pick, I was like, I am almost certain that he was either like a really, really late round pick or an undrafted free agent. I don't remember but, that. Yeah. And I don't remember JC Jackson at all in Maryland. Like, <laughs> I don't remember him at all. I like vaguely remember him. I think I went to a game and like he like let up a big play and I was like, oh yeah, this guy's dog shit. Also, DJ Moore, I didn't really like know that he was a first round wide receiver. Like, I was like, this guy. I didn't <laughs> either. But this year, this year, oh, Josh Allen did not practice today. Not that that's huge news, but dude, the verifications. I know we're gonna we're <laughs> completely derailing the show. The de- the verification stuff. Don't update Twitter if you haven't already. Don't do it. You're gonna get fucked by rumors and stuff. Like it sucks right now, and it's the first day, so they'll probably figure some stuff out. But dude, come you know February, March, April, when we're literally looking at anything to grasp onto as far as rumors and stuff go, it's gonna be absolute hell. Every day is going to be hell, especially for me when I'm like trying to like post like rumor reports and stuff like that. And I'm like last year, I would literally just go on Twitter and search like hashtag Bengals and just like see different things that they were like, oh, maybe they were interested in this guy or, you know, they went to this guy's workout and I would just go with it like to a certain degree. I would do a little factor, but it sucks. And I, I hate and I've heard that Musk might be putting Twitter behind a paywall. Dude, if that happens, we're, we're moving to Reddit or yeah. something like that. We can't can't do this. I mean, I saw like three or four fake tweets from Schefter today about like OBJ. Well, did you see like the somebody impersonated LeBron <laughs> and said, you know, like with all the hashtags and the emojis and shit, like kid from Akron and blah 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 blah. Like I'm saying, I just want to thank Laker Nation, but I'm moving on to a different chapter of my life. And like it set Twitter into a fucking frenzy. Like everybody thought he was requesting a trade on Twitter. Which, why would LeBron request a trade on Twitter? Are you, When has any player ever, like, formally requested Much a trade less LeBron. on Twitter? Outside of Eric Bledsoe saying, Eric won't be yeah. here anymore. <laughs> like, Jesus. Uh, I mean, anyway, NFL power rankings. Yes, NFL power rankings. 
Let's dive into those. Uh, the Giants was the last team that we discussed, but I don't think there's anything to discuss there. Uh, they're coming off of a bye. Uh, they were one of our top-tier teams. They did, did just take the loss um, in the week prior, but this is where we put them after the loss, and I don't feel comfortable moving them down. Following them up, though, it's a team that they lost again on Sunday, but power rankings is really ranking teams on how good they are not their records that's how it should be you know i we take records into the consideration a lot here um but it's the bears man i got the bears coming up yeah i do and i feel good about it because they were literally sitting at the top of tier or top of tier four the week prior but this team looks like an entirely different team with Justin Fields, man. They played really tough teams. Yeah, like but a- the Dolphins, a tier one team of ours, they lost by three. Yeah, let it down to the wire. Here, I'll read off their recent games. I mean, Justin Fields looks like easily the best quarterback out of that class now. Uh, you got Chase Claypool opening things up for uh, Darnell Mooney, who Darnell Mooney didn't do anything all year, and then he catches a touchdown on Sunday. So that means only good things as Chase Claypool gets more and more involved in the offense. Um, yeah, okay. I forgot that they got their shit rocked by Dallas, but they were in that game for a little bit. Um, for like a quarter and a half, they were in that game. They lost by three scores. Yeah. And they lose this game by a score, but they get a backdoor touchdown. I know Justin Fields sets the record, but and, and again, I know it's Miami. But they still allowed 35 points as a defense that just traded away their two best players. As well as a team that's payroll is like probably a quarter of what the Saints is. Uh, I mean, okay. I get, well, what, uh, what team do you have following up the Giants? I just left Cleveland there. Um, they were on by this week. We are now two weeks away from Deshaun Watson returning. Get a week to rest up, get healthy again, um, and Atlanta moves down a spot behind Cleveland because they lost in a close game, you know, admittedly, but still a close game, you know, maybe even a game that they should have won. Um, they don't. And I wanted to move them down further, but, you know, we'll get into tier three in a second, mm-hmm. but you look at those teams that we've still got there, Arizona, New Orleans, Washington, all those teams lost, and I don't feel better about any of those teams you know, even in loss than I do Atlanta. So Atlanta's going to stay at 16 uh, and Cleveland's at 15 for me. You know, a team that you didn't mention that I do feel like, uh, that I do feel like deserve a tier two spot, not the bears. Um, I can get with the bears not being as high. I will want to put them within the next like five spots probably. Uh, but okay. The Patriots, man, I think we got to have some consideration for putting them into tier two. Uh, let me read off some of their recent successes that we've seen. Do 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 do. The fuck division are they playing? Okay, sweet. Well, they beat they. You know they Handedly. beat Indy last week. Yes, twenty six to three. They beat the Jets the week before. More so, Zach Wilson. Let but then they the go Jets out and lose, beat the Bills. Whatever. Like the Jets go out and beat the Bills. Like uh, and then the Pats like. They beat the Browns, a team that we have higher in. Like, they beat the Lions twenty nine to zero. After the Lions, yeah, but then they also got the shit kicked in by Chicago. So we're like kind of yeah. chasing our own tail. Um, as far as teams built, 
Like, I have okay. to make a playoff run. We didn't expect anything from this Patriots team last year. They still made it to the playoffs. They basically, I mean, they they lost J.C. Jackson, but I mean, we were just talking about it. How much of a loss was that? And okay, it's fucking Bill Belichick. Like, yeah, I'm I've moved them in front of Atlanta. I'm thinking about it now. You know, you look at the roster. I don't feel that much better about Mac Jones slash Bailey Zappi than I do Marcus Mariota, and I have very little faith in Marcus Mariota. You also look at the you know the playmakers on this New England offense. It's Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers and nobody else. And those guys, you know, at best are like B minus C plus tier playmakers in the grand scheme of things. Like in a world where put some respect on Ramondre. I don't know. You know, is okay. And of all running backs, if you put most running back league behind that New England line, which has been good this year, I think a lot of them do the same thing. So, like, you know, I don't feel that great about Ramondre. In a vacuum, obviously, I would, he's a good player. He's putting I would up make that argument numbers. about Damian Harris that he benefited behind a really good line and got all those goal line touchdowns last year that boosted his fantasy production. I feel like Ramondre is just a good running back. Well, no, Ramondre is catching passes too, and it, no, he is a good running back. But you know how many good running backs there are in the league? Like multiple teams have multiple good running backs. Like it, it, those are pretty easy to find. We've seen Baltimore just keep rotating street free agents in there and keep having a solid running game. But yeah, I'd be willing to move New England in front of Atlanta and then Atlanta okay, uh, slide down to 17. Let's do it. I mean, we always talk about don't bet against Brady, but I think we have to start saying don't bet against Belichick, dude, for real. All right. So we got the Falcons following up the Pats. Um, can we start to think about putting the Bears here? I think we could start. I've got the about commanders. Um, I've got the commanders. The cards, man, for fuck. Yeah, I would honestly be more willing to put the commanders in front here with Chase Young getting ready to come back in front of Arizona, and then Chicago, and then we can do the other teams. But yeah, so Washington at eighteen, Chicago at nineteen. Yeah. Uh, wait. Okay. Washington. Okay, Atlanta in front of Washington, right? Yeah, okay, still. Yeah, I'm with yeah. that. I had the same thing. And then Washington. And then... And then Chicago. Yeah, okay, sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it already. We have Chase Young coming back this week. Um, You know, interesting idea, and I talked about this with... I think it was you. Um, Trading Chase Young for a uh, top five pick. You didn't talk about that. I don't know if he, gave, I don't know if he gets a top five pick anymore. Injury issues. I know he's an edge rusher, so that is a high value position, but top five is tough. Like Brian Burns, I would say Brian Burns and Chase Young are in the same like tier of player right now. And yeah, Brian Burns gets two first round picks, and I'd probably rather have two first than one top five pick. Washington, though, you know, it's time to start making decisions here. Like, do we really want to win six or seven games this year? Like, we are really? just a game out of the wild card. So uh, Tyler mentioned that. Yeah, like, but we're what's, still what's the in best the case? hunt. No, I agree. I want Tyler was trying to sign me up. I was about to say, for... what's the best case scenario if you guys are the seventh seed and you run into Minnesota or somebody like that? And also, it's, you know, we're gonna keep playing. You guys just played. We're gonna keep playing the NFC but, Beast, and we're gonna they're gonna eat us alive. 
Like we're going to yeah. keep playing. and like it's the exact same conversation we're having with Indy right now, ironically enough, who you have their quarterback from last year where you keep, you know, rinsing and repeating these C to D tier quarterbacks. And you're going to keep finding yourself with five to six wins, picking at nine, and you're never going to get the elite guy and Indy certainly making a choice um, to do things right now. But guess what? This might be. You know, and Jim Irsay sitting up there, he looks like a dumbass right now. But if they're picking at number one in April and they take Bryce Young and you see what Andrew Luck did for that franchise and you plug Bryce Young in there and he does something similar, this team's ready to go. So that's why I'm saying Washington, obviously, we're, we're not telling them what to do here. But if I were in charge, I would go hire London Fletcher. Oh, yes. I mean, he... Came out with uh, we had an interesting conversation and, and the, let Carson Wentz call plays. Okay, that's where we get out of pant. Um, but we were talking about in the Blitz group chat after the Jeff Saturday hiring. Uh, which players will we like to see come back? Former players of our organizations that we would like to see come back and coach. And I recommended London Fletcher, and then like two hours later, he literally tweets like. Hey, here's my NFL resume, like 14 years, like 12 years as an all pro, like all this shit. I was like, yes, please bring it back. But my argument with the commanders is they played the Vikings really close. They do belong here. Uh, They should have won that game. It should have won that game when it's said and done, if it weren't for some mental errors. And I mean, Curtis could have, Curtis could have balled up on that without the ref in the way. I don't know, man. He's a dog. We have him running out of the backfield. He's a dog. Yeah, I did see that. I remember seeing that, and I was like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck is that? Because he looked like so fast. I was like, there's no way in hell that's Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's number 10. Yeah. That's pretty That's pretty interesting. I, I do like that you guys are getting creative because you need to with Taylor Heineke. Like, this is what you need well, to do. We've been Get running the ball Curtis. out of his hands as quick as possible. We've been running Curtis out of the backfield since week one. Uh, but we're doing it a yeah. little more often now. Um, but, yeah, I – my argument real quick on the top five pick thing, um, we're not in a position right now with how we're playing that we're going to get that top five pick. And, I mean, it's it's basically said that we need a quarterback now. Carson, we can opt out after this year. So it would make sense that we put ourselves into position to get that top five pick this coming year. And to do that, we could trade a guy like Chase Young who our defensive line has done just fine without him. We have three other first-rounders. We're we're good. Like, fuck you. Um, Honestly, fuck Chase Young. Can I just say that real quick? Because he's been working, posting out all these fucking promo workout videos, and I, like, just doesn't... And then he's dressed up in a hoodie, like, on the sidelines, fucking chirping up our players. Like, bro, like, first of all, you're, like, your third year in the league. Who named you captain? Like, I know you're, like, you don't... I, honestly, you're not a locker room presence for us. Like, when in the fuck are you here? Like, you just got in the league. You haven't really done anything since you got to the league. I, I don't know. Fuck him. Because if he doesn't, like, he's been rumored to come back for, like, four weeks. And we don't need him anyway. That's my that's my say. Yeah. You good? Fuck that guy. Okay. All right. So, let's say, hypothetically, in April. Pittsburgh Steelers are picking at number three and we call you let's, and this is another, this is another weird one. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, both mm. off the board. So Will Levis is, Will Levis is the guy that's left. We call the commanders and say, 
You know, we'll give you pick, pick three for pick 10 mm-hmm. and Chase Young. No. Yeah, Will Levis is going to need some solid coaching on his tendencies. Well, yeah, that's not so. Okay. All right. Let's say the worst, the bottom falls out. TJ Watt tears his peck again. We're picking at number two. Yeah. CJ Stroud's there. Chase Young and pick number 10 or pick number 12. Where do I sign? Okay. I would like that. I'm going to go start a Madden franchise right now and get that done. Because, like, all the mock drafts right now, because we're stuck at four and, like, everybody's doing their midseason mock drafts and we're not picking quarterback and nobody wants to trade down because it's November. So everybody's got us picking Will Anderson, which I love because I love Will Anderson as a player. I think he's the best player in this draft. But, I mean... Alex Highsmith at one point was leading the league in sacks and TJ Watt wasn't even playing. So yeah, the need for Will Anderson isn't there. We need to trade down. Like we are the biggest trade down candidate of any of the teams because quarterback Kenny Pickett has shown enough to the point where we're not going to Josh Rosen him. And none of the tackles are worth picking it for unless something drastic changes over the next couple of months. But hey, we're hey moved so far that away. Was, that from was a good talk, today. though, man. We needed. Multiple. I felt like we needed that talk. I needed that talk personally. Just to get my Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, it just seems to like get my you Chase Young talk thoughts out there real quick. Um, but yeah, let's dive into these. Uh, the rest of these power rankings. So we did round out tier two and tier one. Uh, we're starting to put together tier three here. We got Falcons, Commanders, Bears, and then following them up, benefiting from not playing. This week, after coming off of a win in London, I think I'm putting the Broncos behind the Bears. See, this is where things get weird, because for whatever reason, I don't know. Dude, I think Tampa's going to rip off like seven of their next eight. I don't know why. I haven't even looked at their schedule. I just feel, I just have a feeling. Like, it's just one of those situations where like, like you're playing basketball and you're having a really bad, you just got to see one go in. And you know what? It might not be the prettiest shot. You might have it might have gotten tipped in. Just gotta see one go in. And now you feel a little bit better. This team has it. They've got the players on this team. I've said it for like a month now. They have the players on the roster. They have the personnel. Unlike the other two teams that get put in that cluster with them in LA and Green Bay, they have the personnel. Just need to figure out a way make, to put it together. You can make the same argument and, for Broncos. Like literally, I mean, we didn't have them as high in the preseason, but as far as preseason expectations go, the Broncos were pretty high. And That's the Broncos saying, are though. coming off coming off the of Bucks? a dub and a bye. And the Bucks are the coming Bucks. off of a dub not impressive against another shitty team in the Rams. Yeah, but they still have a better record than the Broncos. And we came into the season feeling a lot better about Tampa Bay than we did Denver. Like when we when I put them at like nine, I was like, and this is why I want to trust my gut more. When it comes to like this shit and like not listen to Denver, I was like, I don't think I'm moved by Denver. I didn't feel moved by Vegas either. And lo and behold, they both suck. We had them both in the top 12. And I'm like, you know what? Next year, I'm doing this purely off of gut feel. I'm not listening to shit. I'm not looking at your rankings before we start. Because like what I like, if I put a team at like 10 spots lower than one of you, I'm like, eh, well, I mean, if they've got them there, then I should probably have them a little bit higher than that. I won't do it again. Never again. Well, I i mean, we would love just to have your <clears throat> intuition making your decisions well, instead yeah. of feeling peer pressured. I hate to hear that. Well, I don't feel pressured. peer pressure. No, no, no. Hey, hey. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm okay. It's just like, 
you know, like you see something and like you see all this, like these intellectual people that you respect their opinions and you trust what they think. Yeah. God. In, a, in addition to you all, Arts but Arts. like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get back into the power rankings, shall we? <laughs> Fuck this guy. Let's do our job. Let's do what we came here to do. Uh, all right. Well, Tampa's at 20. That's my job. I think Tampa's at 20. I think I think they're just going to rip off. Because think about it. Okay, the team, that the year that they won the Super Bowl, they started the exact same way. They sucked. Everybody was like, oh, my God, this isn't going to work. And then by the end of the season, we're like, is this the best roster ever assembled? When, like, we were like, what the fuck is this monstrosity in, like, week seven? Also, midway point in the season, it's kind of perfect time to turn it around if you're going to mm-hmm. do it at all. The only thing is they've got their bye not this week, but next week, and I'm afraid that's going to kill the momentum. That's the scary thing. Like, I'm afraid they're going to walk into that by. But maybe that's when they do it. Maybe that's when they turn it around. But the thing is, it's never too late in this division because everyone else sucks. Like, you you can probably wait. Th- you can almost wait another month to turn this thing around, and you'll still be in the driver's seat in this division. I want to move the Bucks behind the Bears, man. But, like, they did beat the Rams. Honestly, they shouldn't have. Like, I, I thought the Rams won that game up until... Tom Brady pulls uh, and like, takes Tom Brady out of his ass. Because, like, when, when these games finish, I'm like, okay, how does this affect power rankings? Like, how do I feel about this team? And initially, I was like, I'm unmoved. I probably wouldn't have even moved the Bucks over the Rams. I would have kept them exactly where they were. Nobody moves anywhere. But I was, like, thinking, and I was like, dude, what if the Bucks... On was- paper. I, you know what it was? On paper. You know what it was? You paper you know it watcher. Was? It was... You watched it was the paper. The, it was the Brady... It was the Brady video when he came out and said, that was fucking awesome. And it was him hugging Byron Leftwich like he just won the Super Bowl. I just, you just got to see one go in. And this was the one that went in. And I just feel like they're going to go to run here. I, I don't know. This is intuition. This is gut feel. Okay. I'll, to make it work in my head, the Bucks beat the Rams. The Broncos beat the Jags. The Bucks beating the Rams is more impressive than the Broncos beating the Jags. So, fuck it. Let's do it. So, then are we moving Denver behind Tampa? Yes. yes. Okay. And then I feel like LA can't be too far behind. Um, I've got I've got the Rams starting off my but tier 4. One thing I have the Rams I had the I actually had the Rams in front of Tampa Bay, but I didn't this hadn't been updated in like 2 days. Um thing to look out for here matt safford is in concussion protocol they're obviously taking that super seriously right now so he might not play this week and matt stat like i think it's john wolford still he's not in that case keenum jacoby Brissett area of players that we talked about earlier he's like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league that has a job and i said that about cooper rush and that looked wrong so maybe 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 this we is saw john wofford play you know, and he sucked. Like anytime we've seen Cooper Rush play, he's actually played good. So Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like the the offensive line again was terrible mm-hmm. for for the Rams. Again. And like even Tampa Bay, whose pass rush has struggled time game in and game out this year, and they lose Shaq Barrett for the year, and they still are constantly putting pressure on Matt Stafford. I've but, got I'm looking at the teams behind. I'm looking at the teams that you would you would hypothetically have in front of them: Arizona, New Orleans. I feel better about the Rams' outlook moving forward Dude, than both of those teams, man. I want to put 
Both teams are fucking trying right now. I want to put the Cardinals in front of the Rams because they've just been Why? getting dicked in close Why? games. Like they did. They have played really close games and they've just they they've been getting That's them down on do. the wire and just losing. Like they lost to the Seahawks at home. They lost but it was only by 10 and then they lose to the Vikings by 8. Uh they win against the Saints, put up 42 on they the Saints. Three? One of the best defenses in the leagues. They had 3 chances to beat the Vikings and I don't know if they crossed midfield in those 3 tries. With under six minutes ago, they were down eight. I don't think they crossed midfield. James Connors back that. now. They now have hard knocks. They have in-season hard knocks Forgot going on about that. in Arizona. I think that is the biggest recipe for disaster with all the attention that goes to that franchise because of how bad the coaching is, how bad the general management is, the stigma around Kyler. That Who made that decision? Who said, we need a camera Dude. crew in the locker room? Whose fucking idea was season. that? It happened. The, the decision. <laughs> I don't care. You should have known. With this, like, I, I don't care if they were six and three or whatever. Like, take their record and flip it. You still don't feel good about a camera crew going into that locker room with that head coach and that quarterback. It's just that like, of all teams. I mean, it's going to be great television. Don't get me wrong. I mean, for fuck's sake, Buda Baker. I thought it. I thought it didn't even start until today. And last night I saw a clip of Buda Baker crying in the locker room talking about yeah. we need to fix this shit. It's already starting. And this is the first week of hard knocks. Imagine what happens if they've won like two game, two more games in January and they have the camera crew in there every fucking oh day. They might I did not know. Beautiful work by HBO to get the Colts last year when what happened in Jacksonville where they lose the playoff game and then get Arizona the next fucking year. They're smart. They did I mean, dude. That just contributes to the argument that the NFL is fucking rigged. Like, get the most notorious storylines on HBO and pick it out before the season starts. Kind of crazy. Put it on my tinfoil hat. Yeah. Uh, but let's round out this list. Um, I have, personally, I have the fucking Jags and the Saints better than the Rams. Jags won this week, man. Beat the Raiders. Yeah, but the Jags lost like six. Yeah, but then they they won four straight right before that. So, well, that would put us at eleven games played so far this year, which is not true. So they they went. I think they started two and one, then they dropped five straight, and then they just so the Jags beat Vegas. They beat the Raiders last week. They lost by they lost in London to the Broncos. They lost by six to the Giants, <laughs> lost to the Colts, lost to the Texans. Okay. All right. All right. You got me. What's up, man? Oh, yeah. Just take my key. Okay. Yeah. Cut. Um. Okay. Cut back in. All right. What team? I can't put the Rams. I'd probably put the Saints in front of the Rams at least. They they put the wood to the Raiders the week before, I know. I'm telling you, it's because they pick their weeks. They pick and choose when they want to play well. And they didn't care this week. Eh, the Ravens, other conference, you know, what real ties do we have to the Ravens? We'll just lose okay. by two scores. All right, I'll get with the Jags argument, not better than the Saints, or not better than the Rams. 
I get the Saints argument, not the Cardinals. I can't do it. I've given you a lot of compromise, but I can't do it. Okay, well, if that's the case, I'd rather have the Saints in front of the Cardinals. Really? Okay. Really? Wow. Dude, the Cardinals beat the Saints. I don't trust anything about Arizona. But I know that's but a they, shitty argument that was to their, use here. That, that was their last win. That was three weeks ago. The Saints have won since then. Mm. They beat the Raiders but, convincingly. But maybe. And just maybe. They had like, two pick sixes. They've had two. And a minute and a half. They've had two losses in a row that came down to the wire against good teams. You had, down to the wire? They lost by 10. They were in the most of the game. They were like, it's not like that they were getting you, dominated you, the we entire We need time. to have a conversation also, about your definition also, of close games. I mean, from watching it. Like, if you because actually watch the I, game. I know. If, if you're actually watching it, but your definition of close games is much different from society's definition of close games. I will for I will never until the day I die forget when you said that the ja- the Giants convincingly beat the Jags when the Giants were literally a yard away or the Jags were literally a yard away from the end zone and the Cowboys I will never forget that for that the rest was, of my life. That was a mystery. But you said you've said that this team, blank team has lost to blank team in a close game about 14 of these teams so far. But if you Probably. watch the games, you watch the games. Like, they're not getting, I, like, I remember the games where I'm like, okay, they just got their dog shit beaten out of them. Doesn't matter the score. Like, oh, yeah. But there's a there's a middle area between you just got the dog shit beaten out of you and a close game. It's just a loss. You just lost. Okay. I think this game falls in that territory. You okay. just lost. All right. Okay. That's fair. Um, They do get James Conner back. Uh, he didn't do that great this week. Um. I was about to say, I don't think that moves me. Eno Benjamin looked yeah, fine. Yeah, they paid James Conner to be their franchise back. Come on. And also, maybe, you know I mean? maybe, maybe. Well, then Zeke Elliott should be getting 25 carries a game. And Tony just, Pollard should just stick to his bench role where he belongs. They just handed him the money this offseason. They just gave him the contract. Like, this is the first season of that contract. Like, that's not... That's not an argument to be made. And maybe, just maybe, Hard Knock coming in lights a fire under their ass. Like, hey, maybe we don't want to suck in front of everybody in America uh, every single week. So maybe we start to play a little better and get our fucking chemistry straight. Like, Buddha, you mentioned, I didn't even see the clip. I was about to say, I wonder wonder who's cries next week, you know, to try and, you know, light a fire under the team. I'll bet you $25 that James Conner misses another game this season. Okay. I mean, I can't argue against that. (laughs) <laughs> all right so what are we doing here so after denver what do you want cardinals you want? rams saints saints okay. okay all right tier four four i i can I'm let's just do this as we will not temporary have, let's just we will not go eight for eight no. this let's time. uh let's do this temporary though with the because they really stink this team right here uh but You're not gonna like <laughs> You know what? I've got I've done the same thing. I've got them bleeding off the fucking tier. I mean, it's the Packers, man. And like, it, what Aaron Rodgers said on uh, on the Pat McAfee show seemed to be pretty optimistic. And if Aaron Rodgers is optimistic, fuck it. I mean, I'll believe in the Packers over all the other fucking dog shit teams at the bottom. That's what I've been doing all year. With Tampa, with LA, with Green Bay, I've done this all year. And I get drug over the coals. But 
Green Bay has serious, like there's issues. Obviously, this game they come in. This was the get right game of all get right games. You're playing in a dome. You're playing against a historically bad defense, and you score nine points. No clue. No clue. Like they they're starting to get bit by the injury bug now. Like Aaron Jones was seen in a walking boot after the game. He did get a full practice in today, so that's good to see. Uh, but Eric Stokes, he's injured right now. Uh, David Bakhtiari, he can't seem to figure out. He came in to the game, almost caught a touchdown, then goes on the bike for like most of the rest of the game, and then comes back. He's goes from healthy to questionable, and then he comes back in the game. Like I don't know what the fuck's going on with David Bakhtiari right now. And Here's the problem. You know, obviously, didn't acquire wide receiver at the deadline. I would find, but it's not. But you've got one option left, and it's Odell Beckham. And guess what? Every single one of those Tier 1 teams is at least going to make a call. Be like, hey, you know, what do you think about playing here? He's going to have a bunch of fucking contenders that say, why don't you come play here for this amount of salary? Unless the Packers give him like $20 million a year, there's no fucking reason for him to go there. If he win, they've played themselves out of that. Like, it's more coverage around, are the Packers going to turn this thing around? There's more coverage around, when do we see Jordan Love than that right now? That level of bad in Green Bay. There's still 25 because they have a better quarterback than literally every team probably in the two tiers above them. I saw, but everything I, else is falling. I saw shit. Uh, Brandon Marshall on uh, CBS. I think it was with Ray Lewis and Bill Sims and uh, Julian Edelman. And it was a graphic with like this week. It was uh, the quarterbacks in their matchups. And it was like Jared Goff, Justin Fields, like guys that are doing well right now. And then, uh, fucking Rodgers was put up there and they all start off by like shitting all over Rodgers for like 10 minutes and then Brandon Marshall's like all right let me ask you a question life's on the line what quarterback are you putting out there to win you a game right now on Sunday and Phil's like it's my it's my show I don't have to answer any questions he's like just answer that it's a simple question Phil like answer the question like what quarterback would you have you to save your life he's like Aaron Rodgers and and Brandon Marshall starts laughing he's like Ray and Ray's like Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, okay, okay, Julian, what is it? He's like, got his arm around Julian Edelman. And he's like, Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, okay, then. That's what I thought. Like, it's still fucking Aaron Rodgers. So let's put them at 25 and call it a day. Uh, But let's round out the rest of this tier. I've got the Raiders following the Packers up. I've got the Jags following. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we didn't. Okay. Yeah, I was had the Jags higher. I I had the Jags higher. So that works for me. Um. Um. Then, then Detroit. Um. Go get a win here. You know they they're able to score with a lot of these teams. I don't know how. I I still can't put together how they're able to score. It's like in the beginning of the season, it was like okay, Monroe St. Brown's going nuts. He's been like radio silent for like the last weeks, even since he returned from injury. I haven't heard a word about Monroe St. Brown from anybody. Two but they're still able to the put defense. up points. I, they're still able to put up points, um, and there's less dysfunction there than there is with my next team. That's the Las Vegas Raiders. What the fuck, dude? Okay, all like, right. I know. Oh, my it's God. fucking terrible. I know. And the Lions did just beat the Packers. But, I mean, what are we calling that? Not much. 
Um, the Raiders should have won this game. They were clearly going to win this game after the first half. And then they end up losing like... But that's the problem. You want to hear... Okay, let's hear a stat. They have blown three 17-point leads this season. You know how many other 17-point leads have been blown this year? Two. By every other team in the NFL. You want to hear something crazier? From 1960 to 2021, the Raiders have blown five 17-point leads. This year, they've blown three. In 50, 60 years, 60 years of football, of, you know, ups and downs, obviously, with the Raiders, they've, they went to Vegas, they've been to Oakland, they've been to LA, then they've been to Oakland again. They've done it five times, they've done it three times in eight yeah, games. I mean, you're a paper watcher, and this team on paper... I am a paper watcher, but look around at this team on paper. You have Derek Carr, who I didn't like, really. I mean, you knew that. When we were putting in the top 10 quarterbacks, I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? Josh Jacobs hasn't been running the ball as effectively as he was in the earlier weeks when they were winning. Obviously, Devontae Adams is fantastic and is the reason why they're able to even go up 17 points at all. Um, Darren Waller, I don't know if he's playing or not. I don't know. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I haven't heard anything from him in weeks. Like, I didn't been even injured. know he got hurt, and then I didn't know if he came back. Renfro's been injured. Their offensive line, we knew coming into the season, their offensive line was terrible. Guess what? It's been terrible. Their defense, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, I haven't mm, heard shit about that. Max Crosby is actually pretty high up on them PFF rankings, my boy. I saw that, too, but Chandler Jones, big, big signing. I mean, when you bring in a guy like Chandler Jones to be the two, you'd expect Max Crosby to be in defensive player of the year conversations. That's what he set as the expectation last year. You know, if TJ Watt doesn't break the sack record, I think Max Crosby's like right there with TJ Watt in that conversation. And yeah, he's pretty high up, but it's been nothing like the talk of that. You know, maybe that's because they're losing whatever. Secondary has been awful. Trey Morag, who really good last year, has been awful this year. On paper... This roster as a whole is not good. We just thought, okay, Derek Carr coming off of a, you know, MVP caliber season, if you want to call it that, getting his college teammate Devontae Adams plugged in there. They should be better than they were last year, but I don't think we all fully thought about the fact that they overachieved by a good margin last year. Like, a lot. Especially given the roster talent that they had. This is probably where they're going to be this year. I can't really see them playing their way out of this. Like Derek Carr. This is the guy that Derek Carr has been now. Like everybody's like, oh my God, this guy. This is what Derek Carr was generally for the majority of his career. This is the player uh, that Derek Carr has been. I don't think Carr's a lot of it has been on Derek Carr though. Like if you want, like he hasn't looked great, but a lot of that is because of Josh McDaniels, dude. Like this offense looks fucking stagnant. Well, that. Like, Three and, out, too, three and out, three but, and out, three and out, three and out. Like, it's, they can't get any good plays going. And it's like, Derek Carr, he's not making shitty throws. He's not throwing interceptions that takes them out of games. Like, he's not losing them the games. It's just Josh McDaniels, bro. Like, literally, in the postgame presser, Derek Carr was like, we just need to do a better job, and I need to do a better job because it's my job as the quarterback uh, to get this new coaching staff um into like the groove of things as far as an NFL game day goes and that sounds absolutely terrible um think needs to happen here is Josh McDaniels needs to throw out whatever the fuck he's been doing and brought to this team and he needs to go in his attic or his garage or wherever the fuck it is find the playbook that you used last year with Mac Jones and give it to Derek Carr because that's the player Derek Carr is much closer to 
Mac Jones than he is to the player that we saw last year. You're asking him with this scheme, you're asking him to be a really good quarterback, like great elite level quarterback. And he's just not that. And he's never going to be able to succeed doing that. I don't care if you put his all, I don't care if you put his whole fucking college roster around him. It's not going to happen. Okay. I could see your argument. I don't think I'm ready to put them behind the Lions just yet. I mean, this Lions team is in rebuild mode. They just traded TJ Hawkinson. Like, they're not really looking to win games. They won against the shitty and, Packers you know, team. And before that, they were our second worst team in the NFL. Where is it? Let me take a look at this, uh, this one fellow. Pretty sure the dude. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, the guy that came in, I think his name was James Mitchell. Sounds right. Um, the tight end for them, 85 PFF grade this week. Dog. Came in for TJ Hawkinson. Maybe. Yeah, this they should be running with all along. Who knows? TJ Hawkinson um, was a first round draft pick. But yeah. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> this team is done. This team is done. Um, like I they are not trying to win games. They accidentally won a game against the shitty Green Bay Packers. Like I I'll put the Raiders yeah. ahead of the line. They better not be. And I but let them do it because the if we if we creep in that top three, dude. Hey, we'll give you a three firsts. Three of mm. them things. Come up, get Stroud or Young or whoever the fuck. So I'm they all got for the it. capital. Let them win eight games. I don't <laughs> give a damn. Fair enough. All right, man. These last four teams. Uh, I did have an argument before the podcast started that maybe the Texans belong ahead of the Steelers because they did play the Eagles pretty. Here we go again with my close game shit. But they were tied at halftime, okay? Like, it was a clip. And the Eagles are now our number one team in football. That was really impressive. But give me your take on why it shouldn't happen. So, the Texans have won one game this season. Um, the only other game that wasn't a loss is to Indianapolis, who we haven't mentioned yet. So that should tell you enough about what's going on with them. And this was when... You know, arguably, they were at the peak of their powers in week one. Like, before, you know, Taylor was playing well. I think that's easily Taylor's best fantasy game this season. They still had their head coach. They still had their offense coordinator. Matt Ryan was still starting and was able to, you know, keep it close. So, bravo on that. Um, they've lost how many straight? They were definitively the worst roster in the NFL. They're still definitively the worst roster in the NFL. Brandon Cooks has checked out, and he's probably their best player. He's back with the team now. I mean. That's one thing. At least he didn't ask for a release. And the thing is, that doesn't doesn't even move me in the slightest. Like, if he's back, woo! That means something for fantasy teams. That means absolutely nothing for the Houston Texans' chance of winning. Okay. I had them at 30, but now that I'm Mm -hmm. talking about it, I want to put them at 32. Okay. We'll put the Steelers, the Texans, and oh, and the Colts and Panthers right now. I'd be willing. I mean, if you really wanted to do it, I'd put the Colts at thirty-two. But we talked about it a little bit earlier. Jim Irsay is going to look like an idiot right now because, dude, he. I didn't re- like. I've. I could like picture Jim Irsay. Like, generally, like, you know how you have a picture in your head. You may not have, like, seen him a lot, but, like, you generally know what he looks like. I didn't realize his eyes go like yeah, that. Bro. I didn't realize Dude, he looks he's like a fucking alien. Man. Like, it, it literally looked 
it, it looked like something from like Monsters Inc. Bro. Just came bro. through and he's having a press conference out, for football team. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, the I'm dude's sorry. like 85 years old or like some that. shit, man. Like, come on now. Yeah, but that doesn't give us any excuse for his eyes to go in separate directions. Like, that's fucking freaky, I man. I don't think. I didn't realize I don't that. Think he's but feeling self-conscious about his eyes with the they're millions going and to, billions of dollars he's swimming in. I yeah, I was about to say you know, potato potato. Twenty twenty baby, twenty twenty. Going one way. I'm looking at one thing at one time. Dude, I'm not, his I'm not peripheral, here his peripheral, stupid, eyeballs. Like, like he could. <laughs> his peripheral, but I know, especially at that old age, man, he's got to be getting confused what he's looking at because he's looking at two different things all just the time. Don't... Like he's just... getting two different. Dude, I just picture like Jeff Saturday, like his... he's looking at Jim Irsay like this, and he's just trying to like peer around his like center of vision. Like, I'm right, so I'm, I'm re- right here. <laughs> really, yeah, what I think right I can here. do is I can go into the offensive line, and I can. <laughs> Jim, 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 Jim. Jim. Hey, Jeff Jim, right here. Follow my class. Follow my voice. <laughs> All right, fuck. Let's stop, like, berating an old man on the podcast. Jesus Christ. Um, We do have to remember this Colts team, at one point, did beat the Chiefs. That's pretty cool. You know how far we are? They have lost their head coach, their offensive coordinator, their quarterback, and their superstar running back. Not that Taylor's lost for the rest of the season, but... It doesn't even feel like he's played since then. He's been such a non-factor in the games that he's played. Um, I would feel better about Matt Ryan calling plays rest mm-hmm. of the way. I, I have no, obviously, I have no idea who the assistant quarterbacks coach is for the Indianapolis Colts, but he's thirty years old, and I have a strong feeling that Matt Ryan, at what thirty-six, has more, you know, offensive experience than this guy. And watch, watch him just come in and light the world on fire. Now I mean, he needs some kind of motivation. I, I was, he need to trade for a all pro quarterback first because Sam Ellinger is terrible. Well, uh, what they're, me and Tyler are talking about is like, Jeff Saturday wasn't the guy who made the decision to bench Matt Ryan for the rest of the year. It was, uh, it was Frank Reich. So I think that Matt, Matt Ryan comes in within the next couple weeks. I think this job was taken by Jeff Saturday under the impression that, look, if you do great things, that's fine. But ultimately, we don't want to win football games. Because if they wanted to win football games, they would have promoted mm-hmm. a guy in-house. Because who? Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday, we were talking about on Engage 8. The last time he coached was when he was coaching high school, private high school. He went 3-7. and seven. Yeah. I, I mean, he's been like... <laughs> The press conference is fucking hilarious. Like, he asked him, like, you know, were you expecting this? He was like, no, I had no idea. I was shocked. What the Dude, f- this, the crazy part of it, it all. It doesn't feel real. Like, it literally feels like a rumor that happened, and now, like, the press conference is happening. It's like, we're all, like, blindsided by it. Can we put him ahead of the Texans just for shits and gigs? Oh, wow. No. Because the Texans, the Texans yeah, have a real head just... coach. And they're like, I... Despite the fact that they shouldn't be and, you know, are relatively incapable, they're trying to win games. Like, they just put up a fight against the undefeated Eagles. All right. I mean, I argued for the Texans above the Steelers, so I can't really speak to that at all. Um, But 
Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm okay with this list. Fuck, the Colts are so bad, man. We were one last thing uh, on the Colts head coaching uh, extravaganza that we've seen is um, they were talking about Sean Payton was talking on the pay, uh, the Manning cast with uh, Payton, and he was like, they were they asked him about his reaction to Jeff Saturday getting hired and everything, and he was like, the first thing that I thought we had a bet going in the studio, like how many times did Payton get that call before, like. Holy fuck. Like, he must have been getting his phone rung off the fucking hook. Like, oh, please. J- Jim Orsay must have been on his hands and fucking knees with his sideway peripheral eyes begging that Peyton comes back and say, Looking him. to either side of Peyton Manning. Yeah. Begging him. Yeah. I mean, Peyton has, yeah, a, I mean, Peyton has a strange looking well, face. Well, the thing himself, is, but... the thing is, that's a, that's a Peyton. Decrease for Peyton Manning yeah. with all the shit that he's got going on with like Omaha Productions. He's working with ESPN doing Peyton's places and stuff. You're like losing oh, yeah. money to go do that and stress the shit out of yourself oh, yeah. to go fix this, you know, three and five team. And oh my, supposedly there was like, I don't know how true this is, but supposedly Ursay called Jeff Saturday during the game on Sunday. Like what, what play do you think it was or what drive were you like, all right. I'm calling my Dude. I'm calling my center from this franchise's hate. <laughs> I had to with no coach experience. I have to imagine it was within the first like three drives because he must have been going into that game like obviously he was going into that game like okay this is probably the game that decides yeah. Frank Reich's future is, and yeah. he sees like the first two drives and he's like all right man my fucking decision's made gets Jeff on the phone but yeah like you mentioned Peyton's he just oh, laughed man. at Sean Payton like you could tell that he definitely got calls about being the head coach but why the fuck. Would he leave what he's doing right now? So, anyway, that's why the Colts are at 31. And that does round out week 10's power rankings. So, let's recap it real quick for the audio listeners and check it out on the Instagram page when the power rankings are released. But in order, starting at tier one, we have the Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, 49ers, Ravens, Cowboys, and Dolphins. And then in Tier 2, we have Seahawks, Bengals, Jets, Titans, Chargers, Giants, Browns, and Patriots. Tier 3 has the Falcons, Commanders, Bears, Bucks, Broncos, Cardinals, Rams, and Saints. And to finish us out at Tier 4, we have Packers, Jags, Raiders, Lions, Steelers, Texans, Colts, and Panthers. Feeling good about that, man. Yeah, feel pretty good. Um... I'm just going to say a prayer that TJ Watt just decides, you know what? I'm not ready. Shut me down for the rest of the year. Wow. No. Never never in your life have you said that. Never in your life have you been ready to tank because under you've been under Mike Tomlin this entire time. In fairness, I've been ready to tank for like three years now. But that's, you know, that's kind of a discussion for another day. But look, we've got a chance here that we haven't had for like 20 years. Please, please, we're not winning anything this year. Just do what the Bears set out to do. See what we got in Kenny Pickett. Nothing else matters. And don't fire Tomlin. Fire Canada. Don't fire Tomlin. Yes. Why the fuck would you fire Tomlin? Like, I've, I hear well, Steelers fans down here. It drives me nuts. Like, Steelers it fans down here are calling Steelers him fans. to be fired. Like, I'm like, what? Are you out of your fucking mind? It's the first time that we've experienced any kind of bumps in the road 
in 15 years, there are teams like Detroit, like, Car well, not Carolina, but, you know, Jacksonville, who have been rebuilding for 15 years. Bears. And we've been, yeah, Chicago as well. Even Washington to a certain degree. Yes. Sorry. Not a certain degree. It's certifiable. <laughs> <laughs> the last 15 years, they've been going through what we're going through this season. And at the first sign of, oh my God, we're under 500. Everybody has to go. Clean house. What? Oh my God. It drives me nuts. Like, this is good. We need this. This roster is old. And, you know, the playmakers we have on offense are nice. But outside of that, everything that's good on this roster is old. We need youth talent because I, I don't know if I showed you all or not, but the Kevin Colbert, like 2015 to 2018 drafting is like some of the worst shit I've ever seen. We have like two players still on the roster from five years worth of draft picks. That's terrible. From 2015 to 2019, we have two players still on the roster. Not to mention like, it's not like Mike Tomlin's out of fucking touch. He's not an old school coach, man. He's yeah. fucking like yeah. today's like, day and age coach. Like I would love Mike and Tomlin like, as I know, head coach. And that's the other thing. If we <laughs> fire Mike Tomlin, there like obviously there are now two head coaching vacancies already available. If we come fire coach, Mike Tomlin, come coach Mike for Jay Z and Jeff Bezos. Come coach for Jay Z yeah, and Jeff Bezos. Like, if we fired Mike Tomlin tomorrow, the commanders would fire Ron Rivera immediately to hire Mike Tomlin. There are teams that would fire their coach, whether they were ready to do so or not, to hire Mike Tomlin to make sure that they get him, especially with the Colts and Panthers already having vacancies. They could just pick him up immediately. They Teams would fire their coach to get Mike Tomlin. And we're like, yeah, no, I don't want this guy anymore because he's made a few bad staff decisions. You know how many, few, you know how many bad staff decisions every team in the NFL makes? The Bills, the Chiefs, the teams that are like the pinnacle of good right now. Mike Tomlin has seen them rebuild like twice. Yeah. I know it's, yeah, I've heard a lot of that talk and I can't believe it either, man. It makes me upset and I'm not a Steelers fan. It just made, those are those go football fans. Like those are like, I picked the Steelers because they're always good. And now that they're not good, I'm mad. Like, fuck you. Let's fire everyone. Like, fuck you guys. Like, yeah, I've heard so many Steelers fans down here starting to talk about that shit. And I'm like, you can't even talk with these people. They don't know anything. So, if you're one of those people, I'm sorry. Please rethink your opinion. Uh, but, with that, that does round us out for uh, today's Power Rankings episode. Definitely got off the rails at times, but it helped us put together some great content and a hell of a Power Rankings list, one from 32 and four tiers of that. So, that does it for Power Rankings this week. We'll have this out tomorrow as we're recording on Wednesday. One more episode this week, and then we got Week 10's NFL action coming up. So we'll catch you guys later. Peace.